What's up, everybody? Welcome to Pick 6 Podcast Wednesday. No, Thursday. My goodness. Thursday, March 7th, 2019. I'm Will Brinson. This is CBS Sports' daily NFL podcast. Reminder that we are now on Spotify. How exciting. Spotify is a uh, premium music service, and you can listen to your podcast there, too. You can hear the dulcet sounds of me every single day as you jog up and down your street, or maybe even catch Jason Lock and Forest sometimes. He's on right now. What's up, man? What's going on, buddy? Uh, not much. We're out of the, out of the combine heading, uh, we're like, you can see the end of the woods towards, towards the end of the off season, sort of. Just kidding. It's the, uh, we're in the middle of the woods, the thicket and, um, stuff is happening at a rapid pace. What, what was your, we'll get to Antonio Brown stuff in a second, as well as, um, other tag buzz and, and contractual negotiations. But what was your, what was your big takeaway from the combine in Indianapolis? I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know that I had one, you know, uh, a takeaway or anything like that. Uh, I mean, the Kyler Murray thing obviously blew up massively. And, um, you know, the the more all these football people were around each other, the more um, it it certainly seemed like anybody you talked to felt like uh, this guy is going to go first overall to to Arizona, right? Yeah. Um, that just sort of became the uh, prevailing thought. You know, is that a certainty? I don't know. Um, I, I certainly think it's very likely at this point and that they're, um, you know, some, something's up. And they obviously like this kid, and they're not married to Rosen. And I, I think there's just so much smoke on this one that there's also fire. Um, maybe they end up trading the pick, and it's like a master plan, master stroke by by Steve Kime, and you know they've inflated this value so high that they then get a king's ransom to move back. But I, I think more likely than not, um, <laughs> I don't want to give them too much credit. Frankly, they haven't earned a whole lot lately <laughs> the way they've been running that thing there. You know, and I, I think people are probably on to them and that they hired Chris Cliff Kingsbury for a reason, right? They knew they had the first overall pick, and they're getting to know him, and he wants to run a certain kind of offense, and he knows this kid inside out and what he can do and what he can't and how he'll fit with what he wants to do. And, it, you know, it was like, okay, well, you know what? Maybe we should just, you know, hire you. And, if this, if, you know, if this kid's who you say he is, then away we go, and who cares about Rosen? You know what I mean? We'll take what we can get. You know, I think it's probably more likely that that's what's going on than this, like, you know, Machiavellian master plot to, like, fool the NFL into one scenario so that they can, you know, then go about resuscitating Josh Rosen with the help of this, you know, bonanza of draft picks they now get for first overall. Yeah, okay, that was exactly the takeaway I was hoping I was going to ask. I was, like, I was hoping you would mention I was going to ask you about because it is like it is hard to believe that this team has just decided overnight all right Josh Rosen no bueno we're just gonna we're gonna roll the dice with uh with Kyler Murray and see what we can get for Rosen and move on and, and just hope that it works out well for everybody involved and it just does that doesn't like anytime you draft two quarterbacks in the top 10 in back-to-back drafts that I mean like that generally doesn't work out well for whoever is doing the drafting or whoever is doing the coaching because you have inherently depleted your roster by virtue of um you know the Yeah, the, I mean yeah, I mean like it, well who who has ever 
the the quarterbacks in the top ten back to back years. Like I don't, that, I don't, I don't remember. Itself, yeah, would tend to be a fairly damning and indicting, you know, in, in, indictment of what's going on in a in a certain building. Like, and 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 not just that, but like trade it up to get the guy at ten. You know, it's like if 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 everything happens in the next three months the way people expect, or two months, I guess. Then to me it would be, and if it works, nobody's going to care, right? Right. Like Kyler Murray goes out and looks like Baker Mayfield, and Cliff Kingsbury is like what everybody thought Chip Kelly would be in terms of just this revolutionized offense. Then who cares? But like, if it's not, you're going to go back to taking Rosen, and it's going to be pretty obvious that like, well, dude, whoever the fourth quarterback was, they were just going to take it ten. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it could have been any of them. They could have been Allen. You know what I mean? That like, clearly they weren't in on Lamar, although that may turn out to be looking pretty stupid. But like whoever QB four was, they were just going to go and get at ten with Oakland and try to sell us their salvation with this coaching staff that they clearly had no conviction in. Even though they put it together, they hired him and they helped hire a lot of the staff and they had a lot of say over. You know, is Becker going to stay? Is he going to go? Who's going to be the new DC? Who's going to be the OC? Like. All that happened, you have to go back and be like, why? You know what I mean? Like, it was almost totally random. Like, everybody knew Oakland was trying like hell, uh, you know, to, to trade out of 10 forever. Like, so you knew that was the spot where the fourth quarterback, four are going to go in the top 10, and that's where the fourth one goes, whether it's Arizona or whoever who probably trades up there to get it or whether it's just Oakland who decides to take it, whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, it, it literally, you could have shuffled this deck any which way, and they're probably trying to make the same trade. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, I think right, I, if it was Mayfield who fell, you know what I mean? Then he's the one. If it was Josh Allen, you know what I mean? If the Bills had moved up for another guy, for Rosen or whoever, then it just would have been Allen. I mean, is that. Like it's, now, if all this is smoke and they're all about building around Rosen, then obviously that's not what happened, you know? This was their guy and they, they were smart about it and calculated and realized we don't have to go to like seven or wherever Buffalo went to do it. You know, we can we can just move up a little bit, give up not that much, and still get our guy. But if that's what's going on, they they should really, you know, they they should throw their arms publicly around Josh Rosen real soon here. You know what I mean? Like they're not going to get jack bleep for him in trade at this point anyway. So, like, if, if they do have any vested interest or care about this kid at all, like, they should probably make that pretty clear to him and the entire world, like, you know, right about now. Otherwise, you know, you're, you're going to start drawing conclusions like I am, which is, well, if that's where this is going, then what the hell was that last year? Well, that's the thing is, like, are they – like there, you can't run if you're gonna if you're gonna try and pull off this move that they're saying they want to pull off, or they're not saying the theoretical move they want to pull off, which is trade Josh Rosen and draft Kyler Murray. You have to be running concurrent smoke screens. Actually, you have to be running three smoke screens. You have to be smoke screening everybody who might want Kyler Murray to believe. Like you have to be sorry. Wait, I'm confusing myself with the smoke screens. You have to smoke screen yeah. your owner. Into, don't smoke. Don't smoke screen yourself. Well, yeah, I, I just got smoked out. I'm, yeah, I. It'd be like you have to convince everybody that you do want Kyler Murray, while also convincing everybody that you are willing to trade Josh Rosen, while also convincing your owner that you know what you're doing, and you have to, yeah. pull, you have to pull it off all, all fluidly. And it's yeah. it's so hard to do, Jason, because like 
I mean, it, look, it, if I'm Steve Kime and I'm trying to get Kyler Murray, I mean, you can get him at one. You just have to get the requisite compensation from another team for Rosen to convince Michael Bidwell that, to let you do it. And well, I, that whole requisite comp, that requisite compensation is out the window, though. Now, what do you think the best is they can get for him? Who's trading for him? Like Nick Foles can't get a job. You know what I mean? And I'm not the Jacksonville thing isn't done. Like it's not. And they could still really play hardball with him and say, bro, you know, Teddy Bridgewater's out there. Um, we really like this quarterback draft class. You know, whoever's still out there, Tyrod Taylor. Like when's the last time you carried a team for sixteen weeks, bro? You know, like I I'm just saying that I, I still hear there a little bit of house divided there inside mm. Jacksonville about how exactly to proceed. So, who wants him? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just saying. Okay, maybe Washington. I will concede that one. That I could see, but like people like Miami, Miami, Miami. I don't know, man. Yeah, like he's really cheap for the next three years, but Miami doesn't seem. I mean, I'm just getting the sense that Miami's looking at twenty. 19 the way the Raiders looked at 2018. Mm. And if Miami really feels like we're going to get Tua or Herbert next year, then they're going to be really cheap too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you'll have to pay the signing bonus, but like, you know what I mean? What's 15 million when we're talking about a franchise quarterback? Right. And if you know, if and, and Miami, Miami needed a quarterback last year and they didn't have any, you know what I mean? They weren't interested in Rosen. Now I get that Gase isn't there anymore, but Greer still is like, I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. And then, like, okay, well, then I hear the theory, well, you buy them for, like, a three, you know, and you still go out and draft those guys a year from now, but you flip them for something. And I'm like, what are the odds he looks much better in Miami than he did last year with Arizona? You know what I mean? It's a different first-year head coach on the defensive side of the ball. It's a it's an offensive staff that, you know, we don't know a whole lot about. Um, there's probably not going to be a lot of talent there. They're probably not going to win a lot of games. Like, you know? And, and 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 do you think he's better than the two going this year? If you do, then you do it. If not, go get one of these guys now. But I don't think they're in that mode either. I I think they're that you know their plan and that ownership and management is kind of like we're not going to be that good this year, and then we're going to get a quarterback next year. I mean, I, I don't know, but but I'll, I'll concede you can make the case for Miami. But who what, else? What about somebody like? Um, New England or Los. Why Angeles. would they give up more than a three, though? No, I, I think they would give up a two. Maybe, I mean, maybe a two, just to get I don't it know. done. I, I mean, I don't think they liked him. Okay, like mm. the thing I heard about they did a lot of work on the quarterback class last year. I never heard anything any buzz about him there, and I heard you know I. I, I it would have to be a value play. I don't see them. I don't see them trading the two for him. Okay. Um, what if? You know, uh, what and if, I think I don't know that any of those teams are super motivated. Like if if you were going to get one to flinch, I think it would be Washington. But that again, that that New England is really in, and Miami's really in, and, and I don't know. I don't know that either one really would be. Hey George, you, know, you, hear, you hear my buddy George here? Just, no. Hey, uh, what's up, George? How? Why do people? Okay, so somebody DM me today. They were like, "Man, you, they're like nobody can hear the things happening at your house. It sounds like it's total chaos most of the time." Um, 
George is now sitting on my lap for this podcast. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what about the idea that they could keep both quarterbacks? Is that crazy? Dude. I mean, it's pretty crazy. If I'm Josh Rosen, I'm representing Josh Rosen. You know what I mean? I'm, it's it's like, bro, no, we're out of here. Like, I'm not reporting. You know what I mean? I got like, you're gonna make me get back my signing bonus. Like, do you want to go down all that route road, or will you just get rid of me? Like, right. it's clear you didn't want me. It's clear there was no conviction in the draft pick. It's clear you you didn't put together any modicum of infrastructure that was gonna give me a chance to succeed. You know, it was clear you didn't think I was anywhere close, which is why you paid two bobos a collective $23 million to not have to pay, play me. Then you played me anyway, like two weeks before you fired the OC. You know what I mean? Like, was the GM out of jail then or not? Boy, I don't know. I can't remember. The timeline's a little fuzzy. I'll have to go back and check my notes. But either way, I can pretty much – I'm pretty sure the dude who drafted me wasn't around for my first training camp. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. really? Like, was that before or after Patrick Peterson demanded his first trade? Like – did we use the running back that week at all like a running back, or did we just ignore him? How many times did I get hit that week? Like, come on, man. He feels like the, he feels like the teenager in the middle of a divorce. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 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 screw you, dad, screw you, you know what I mean? Like, like, I hate you yeah, all. I'm like, in my room, I'm not eating your dinner, man. Yeah, yeah, like, you guys, I, I hate you guys. I mean, yeah, you, you can, I, I don't know. The thing, you, the thing you mentioned that I can. And keep, I don't blame him. I don't blame, no, I mean, I, I, no. I, I don't blame him. I mean, the thing I keep yeah. coming back to that you mentioned is, and, I, and we don't know the answer to this, and we'll never know the answer to this. Pro- I mean, probably ever because, in, like, I can't imagine. Would this. it have just been any quarterback? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, yeah. did were the Cardinals just I mean, kind of sitting there, like, all right, we're at, we well, need- we got to get a guy, and we're not, you know what I mean? We're not gonna like, we don't have the cojones or the wherewithal or. Whatever to go up, you know what I mean to to do what the Jets, to, you know what I mean to get yeah. the three, yeah. or you know what I mean to split the difference to get to a position where okay, we're definitely getting one of these two, or we're getting one of these three. You know what I mean? We'll just see which three come off the board. Like by the time you know the Browns take one, and the Jets take one, and the Bills take one, then you know we'll just you know we'll get the other guy who still isn't Lamar Jackson. Sloppy seconds is not a good um not a good draft strategy. You know like 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 that's that's not a good that's not a good way to go into the draft. That, like sloppy fourths. That there's four that there's at least four quarterbacks in the you know what I mean that are all going to be legit in that draft. Yeah. Now I mean oh, conver- Which, that's just not how it works. If, if it was that easy then five would get drafted every year, you know what I mean? Because people are like, well, there's an 80% odds that I get a good quarterback in the draft and they don't make any money anymore, so let me just keep drafting quarterbacks. Now, on the, on the same token, the Jets kind of did the same thing because they only traded up to three. If... But it was one. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, what? You know what I'm saying? It was it was going to be Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold. But what if the they Jets... assumed it was going to be Baker Mayfield up until about two days before the draft when, you know what I mean, then – when more people started being convinced, no, that you know, maybe, Dorsey's maybe, really taking. Maybe the morning of Baker. the draft. Morning of the draft right. is more accurate. Yeah, I mean, Baker was like eight. So Baker was. Baker. They, they were getting one. You know, they were getting get one of those too. Yeah, that's a lot different than like, hmm. Okay, well, the Jets made their trade early. <laughs> the Bills get around to making theirs, and then you know what I mean. Uh, well, three will be gone, and, and two will still be there, and we're not really Team Lamar. But we could go back. We could go to get – you know, we already know that, you know, Gruden's selling off that pick, and it won't take a ton to get him. So, like, we'll be able to get the fourth guy. Like, I just – I mean, <laughs> if I'm owning that team, I'm like, well, wait a minute. We're, we're sure that all four of these 
are legit. Yeah. Like, some have played more than others. Some are bigger than others. Some are smaller than others. Some are more accurate than others. Like, as long as we get any of these four, we're all right. Okay. Yeah, that's not how that ever works. Like, that, like you. But again, we, this, we could be wasting one of two things is happening right now. We're wasting our breath going down this rabbit hole because, you know, don't believe what you hear. They're not sold on Kyler Murray. They're just going to auction off that pick. In which case, this last conversation was a waste of time. And there's a conversation, which is the Charlie Cassidy conversation, which if, if it's true that they're just taking this kid first overall, then he probably knows it. You know what I mean? And nothing Kyler Murray says or does with any other team matters mm. because they hired a coach who was already going to draft him. So none of that crap matters because the only guys he has to impress, he already impressed from when he was recruited as a college player. You know what I mean? And from what he did on college and from everything Kingsbury knows about him and how he fits his scheme. Well, that's like the Daniel Jeremiah tweet. After and Daniel Jeremiah and, and Casserly worked for the same employer. I don't think it was a subtweet or anything. That's not DJ style, but he tweeted. He goes, "It seems like Kyler Murray aced the only interview that matters with the Cardinals." Which, like, what, if you're Kyler Murray, I'm not saying that's the way you should conduct business because at some point you but might. But I also don't know if it's quite as dire as how Charlie couched it either. But what do you? What do you? The bottom line is like all this stuff about like I know now like for the next six weeks I'm going to be asked a million times about Kyler Murray's character and how Kyler Murray relates mm. to coaches and Kyler Murray's leadership and I'm going to I'm probably at some point going to like go off you know what I mean because it's going to be like dude first of all these were 15 minute interviews how deep could they really get and like secondly what are we talking about here we're all at the time this report's coming out. Everybody who was at the combine has heard from a million people that he's going first overall. So, you know what I mean? This is this is verbal masturbation. Like, what, <laughs> what are we talking about here? Right? A team, the worst team in football, if we're to believe what all of us are believing, hired a coach who nobody thought was going to be in the NFL, who did not get a college job, right? He was a college coordinator. Didn't get scooped up by a college team. Suddenly gets picked up by an NFL team that had the, that knew it had the first overall pick, right? This was all means to an end. So what is the, what's the difference? You don't think he would have an inkling in that? No. So what are we talking about? Yeah, I, look, I'm. So one of these two, one of these two threads is, you know what I mean? A complete and utter waste of time. <laughs> Welcome to draft season. Not, not the poo poo. Sorry, Will, because I'm I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're only going to talk about it 50 times between now and the draft. Well, I mean, no. and, and understandably so. But like, we're it's one of the one of those renders. Yeah, one of one of these realities is is not a reality, and it doesn't exist. And it's it's we're gonna, we're going down a rabbit hole with it. Um, I only took one philosophy class in college, but I would think the old A plus B equals C. You know, like, you know, if one of these theories is correct, then the other is a complete and utter bleeping waste of time. Mm. It's like it's like Twitter. Like Every time you refresh Twitter, you might be wasting 10 seconds of your life. You know what I mean? Like, like every time you yeah. think about Kyler Murray, if you, if you were walking down the wrong thread, every time you think about Kyler Murray, you might be wasting 10 minutes of yeah. your life that you'll never get back. Uh, it's unlike listening to a podcast where you, where everything is everything is valuable. Um, all right, let's talk about something other than Kyler Murray, a unique and interesting and different NFL storyline. Antonio Brown. Uh, we haven't talked about Antonio Brown enough this off season. Um, what's the latest buzz? Hey. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, what's the um, what's the latest buzz 
on Antonio Brown coming out of the combine? Um, you know that he had done his himself and his team uh, no favors by, you know, the interviews and the social media stuff and what is it now? Five hundred. <laughs> we'll deliver you a message for five hundred bucks. You know what? I mean? It's just been like uh, one head scratcher after the next. So that that market, um, that market hasn't developed the way. Oh wow! Really? They hoped it would. Oh boy. Yeah. So does this mean we're looking at a uh, maybe? Hey everybody, it's March now. We got this bonus coming up. Give us your – because this is what I – so, like, if I'm in a fantasy football league or a fantasy baseball league and I'm trying to trade somebody off, like I'm selling at the deadline or something like that, I don't, I'm not saying the Steelers are – or I, I don't think it's – I just don't think it's any less complicated or any more complicated than this. If I can't get something drummed up, I'll send out an email to the whole league and say, hey, look, you've got until uh, – You try to create an artificial deadline. Exactly. You've got until this Friday at 4 p.m., I want to see everybody's best offer, and I don't care if it's uh, pile. I don't care if it's Kyler. Like it could be the first overall pick. It could be a Kyler Murray trading card. I don't care what it is. I'm taking the best offer that's on the table once Friday at 4 p.m. rolls around. Is that perhaps what the Steelers might be doing? It'll go down that way. Um, but yeah, at some point you don't want this to drag on much longer, you know. And it's it's you know there were. A- there was there was a point where more teams were running, you know, were sort of rubbing elbows with them at the combine, but no one was going around, you know, blowing them away with with any offers. And some of the teams that were asking were just places that they're just not going to trade him. Uh, the SPN, he's doing one thing after another. That's just like he's not making this any easier for us, you know. And we're not coming from a position of strength to begin with. And now he's giving more guys reasons to just decide not to make an offer. So there's some frustration there. Um, and there's also a sense in that building that, like, from a football standpoint, we're not we're not going to win here. We're not even going to be able to tie or tread water, you know? Mm. We're not, like, despite all the headaches or whatever, he's not the worst guy in the world. They've, been, they've had him there for seven years. You know what I mean? It's not like this came to a head uh, two games into his rookie year. You know, like, they, 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 there's... They, they, they could coexist for quite some time. And now they're going to have to sell low on him at a time when he's going to go out for somebody next year and catch another 100 balls for 1,400 yards and 12 touchdowns. And uh, But they also understand from the, the human dynamic portion and the sort of um, macro, you know, the big picture level, like, he hates the quarterback. The quarterback hates him, you know, and he doesn't trust the coach. And he basically told the owner to go pound sand for a month. So <laughs> they can't bring him back. You know what I mean? So it, it's it's a complicated situation. Um, and more than a three for him. But wow. I don't think it's going to be the deal that, it you know, it looked like it could be when it's, you know, week 17 and he first demands a trade. Um, you know, at that point, I think they were thinking, if we handle this right, this situation sucks, and we're still not going to be better without him than with him. But, hey, you know, Amari Cooper went for a one. Oh, excuse me. It's, you. you know what I mean? He yeah. might be all right here. And then 
really on a weekly basis since then, it's just nothing really has happened that's conducive to making the best football trade you can make. So is Antonio Brown, I don't want to say successfully, but like the thought was as he's doing all this crazy stuff, it's like, man, he's submarining his value to the point where the Steelers won't be able to trade him and they'll just hold on to him and bless you, and they'll just and they'll just and they'll just ride this out and they'll make him show up and they'll make him try and figure out this deal. But at this point it's like the owner's like, I hate this guy, I am furious at this guy, get him out of here. We don't just cr- I don't they don't hate him. Okay. They don't hate him. And they understand that this isn't all him. And I, I think that it is. This has forced them to have, uh, excuse me, a That's moment right. of clarity about their, you know, the state of things that have to change. Um, they, they don't hate them, but they, they know it's over here. Mm. Again, not for football reasons, but for all those other reasons. Um, I think they're, they don't quite understand why he's done what he's done since they had that meeting in Florida because they thought that was fairly productive and an airing of grievances. And you know what? We don't, you know, we wish you well. Let, get out of the way and let us make this trade. Um, and he hasn't gotten that. Because of the media and social media stuff. Um, I don't know his motivations. I, I really don't. I mean, I don't, this idea that this is somehow. Again, we were going to give him like too much credit. This is a master scheme. Like, right. I mean, I guess if you're dying to like win two games with the Raiders this year, you know what I mean? Like, if that's your master plan, then you're succeeding. You know, like, okay, like, uh... it it feels a little like uh, a Joker type character in, in a Batman movie. Like, they're you you want to? I mean. Not not even Heath Ledger Joker because he he had a master plan in place, but like maybe more like Jack, um, like a Jack Joker. I, I don't know. Like it's it's like you're this crazy person um, who is is thriving in the chaos, and yet it, you feel like there might be something bigger going on there, but you can't actually believe that there is a a smarter plan. Does that does that make sense? I mean, like it's why would you? Why would you not just shut up and go be quiet and let the Steelers get value for you? Like I, I have, I also have a hard time believing that Antonio Brown is purposely submarining his value to other teams. Like the stuff he said to Jeff Darlington on ESPN. Like they're going to play by my rules. Like what? What are you doing? No one's going to want to trade for you. You're not. You're not help. You're not hurting the Steelers. There, you're hurting your potential value to go somewhere good. And eventually, if you're the Steelers, why not just ship them to Siberia? You send them to the Bills and Josh Allen for a fifth round pick, and just say, "Screw it, Antonio. Have fun with the rest of your life." Yeah, I mean, from their standpoint, it wasn't, and they they had no motivation. Like, oh, let's try to like put him in a bad spot. You know what I mean? Like, they just were hoping that they could clear the air. You know, tell teams it's not as bad as what you hear. You know what I mean? Here's where it went wrong. And now they can't do that. What's kids about? Here's what. Right. Well, it's hard to. He keeps sort of changing the narrative and giving them more questions to answer and giving more teams reasons to talk themselves out of it. I would also say a lot of these teams are chicken. <laughs> you know, like, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I understand what's going on now. This has been years in the making, and it takes more than, you know, it takes two to tango. And it's not all him, and, and he looks a little unhinged now. But, like, if they play week 17, he probably puts up 185 yards against the Bengals, right? Yep. And helps them win a game that could have potentially saved their season. Like, let's, you know, like, 
he, he, he's a historically significant football player who, while he's been a different cat and he's created issues there in the past and been caught up in some stuff, he comes Sunday and does stuff that, you know, maybe four or five other receivers in the history of the game have done. So He's T.O. You know he's what I mean? Ross, and you can yeah. get him at a bargain rate. So a lot of teams who are usually to take, willing to take risks, on a, who have a need at wide receiver and who are willing to take risks on guys for far worse things than anything he's ever been accused of, you know what I mean, are, are systematic. It's like the group think that goes on in this league. are talking themselves out of it, you know what I mean, rather than saying, bleep it, here's my chance. You know what I mean? I'm going to give you this too, and I'm going to have this guy catch 110 balls. Is there is there any chance that he's got three years left? He's got no leverage. He's going to, you know what I mean? Oh, he's not going to. Yeah, he's going to show up. You know, like he's going to show up. And then if you tell him you're going to play, if you if you're yourself for one year here, then we'll we'll redo your deal a year from now. We'll throw some more. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll put some more money in your pocket right now. But you got to come here with a blank slate and show us what you can do. Maybe one of you had one year left. He's got three years left. He's got no leverage. Yeah. Is there any chance? Is there any chance he could like now that this is unfolded that someone like the Ravens or Bengals or Browns or Patriots or Chiefs could be in play? Like if the Patriots called and said, "We'll give you," and I, I'm not saying they'll do no, this. I don't think so. Okay. I mean, unless they blew their socks off, but I think his master plan was probably if I holler long enough, they'll cut me. You know what I mean? In yeah. which case, I'll be a free agent, and look at this free agent receiver class. Tyrell Williams is the out. You know what I mean? He's the guy who's going to get the most money on the outside. I think he's a really good ascending player. You know, I think needy teams at wide receivers should pursue him. Twenty six, six four, runs well enough, good hands. Um, but he's not. A, you know what I mean? He's not Antonio Brown. Yeah. I mean, Antonio Brown's sitting there saying, "Dude, thirteen million a year to play the slot. I'm locked in at thirteen to next three. They can say what they want about me, you know, poop, you know, crapping on me via trade. But if I'm sitting out there, I'm standing out like a beacon of light. You know what I mean? You're like, I'm yeah. going to get paid. Yeah, but and... they're not going to do that. You know what I mean? And they don't care about the 2.5. They'll hold them past the roster bonus if that's what it takes to make at least a half-decent football trade. But what do I think his plan? I mean, his plan was if I scream loud enough, they'll set me free. Mm. And when they set me free, I'm definitely getting more than 13 next year on the open market. No, that you might. I see. I think. All right. And if they set me free, you know, where am I going? I'm going to Belichick, baby, and I'm going to shove it up their ass every year in the playoffs. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm sure he's thinking. But he might have seen what Le'Veon Bell did, which is just become such a pain in the ass that at some point the Steelers said, uh, uh, "But I don't think like he understood that he was kind of the reason why the Steelers were like." Uh, when it came to Le'Veon Bell, you know what I mean? Like the, like the, the combination of those two guys is what really created sort of the effort idea for the Steelers, right? I mean, like they're like, we can, we don't have time to deal with Le'Veon Bell. We've got this Antonio Brown thing. Um, and, and now I'm with you. I don't think that they, they're not stupid enough to just cut him. And get because you get nothing. In if return. they cut him, he's going to Baltimore or New England. You know was, what I mean? Yes, like I, yeah. all this San Francisco stuff. I mean, maybe look if if San Francisco goes crazy for him, great. But like San Francisco's got a high two right now. San Francisco could have this cat. You know what I mean? They want to continue to hear that 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 Kyle Shanahan is telling people, "You give me that guy, that's my Julio." You want to see the Atlanta offense here? Give me that guy. Mm. So. You know, I, I, so I'm not necessarily buying that one. Now, if he's just on the street, maybe. But, again, that's not happening. But I, I think it's more likely that you've got Baltimore and New England right there. They're two biggest rivals. And and the Browns. The Browns, you know, 
Antonio Callaway or Antonio Brown? Hmm. You know what I mean? Who would be my better number one outside receiver? Yeah, you think? So it's like those three teams. That's that, 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 but, yeah, I'm sure that's what he's sitting there saying. I mean, he's not stupid. He's sitting there saying, oh, man, okay. You know, and how super motivated would he be with one of those teams again? To If he's in the division, beat him twice a year. If he's in New England, beat him in the championship game every year. Like, but yeah. that's not going to go down. Hmm. They still control it. The bottom line is, in this case, the contract trumps everything. And it's got three years left on it. All right, let's talk about some of these tag guys. Who uh, Actually, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll talk about some of these tag guys very quickly. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, so the, the, were you surprised that anybody didn't – were you surprised by anybody that didn't get tagged? Uh, I mean, I guess specifically Landon Collins maybe, or but I feel like that had sort of been reported. The one that's a – just because they had been preparing for it for months. Which one was that? Talking to the NFL Management Council – and putting together oh, this plan and being assured that, no, no, we, you know, fight this fight. It's worth fighting, and he'll be back one year, $9 million, You know what I mean? And then he's going to be really trapped, and then you can trade him if you want. You know what I mean? Or see if he walks away from another $9 million a year older. But I think at the end of the day, because of how messy, you know what I mean, the A-B thing became, that was just like, we can't do two of these at once. You know what I mean? It's just like, wait a minute, we also got to try to get better next year. And how long is this grievance going to, you know what I mean, play out? And so we tag them, you know, in late February, early March. And then when does the figure get, you know what I mean, decided? And their cap situation isn't that great. And what if he just pops up on our cap at 14 or he signs something right away? So that just became more trouble than it's worth. But, I mean... Trust me, they 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 were preparing for that mm. for quite some time. What uh... you know, otherwise? Otherwise, uh, I mean, I think of the guys who didn't get tagged. The one who you would make the best case for, um, at least to me, as to why you know why not or what you know what am I missing here would be Landon Collins. Not that he's looked like the guy he was a couple of years back. Still, you know, he's twenty-five. Had, yeah, I mean, he hasn't been a defensive MVP conversation for a while, but I also think they've kind of used him differently, and the defense around him fell apart. And like, when do they play with the lead? <laughs> you know, like there's just a lot of components that didn't lend themselves to him being able to kind of, you know, yeah. do all that he could do. And for a team that's lost that much talent and that now, you know what I mean, they traded snacks away for a five, they'll probably end up cutting Olivier Vernon. You know what I mean? That whole, oh, we're building our super defense by spending a free agency. That was never going to work, and it hasn't. 
So you're going to let a 26-year-old walk too? Like I – and I get it. Like the same – Well, I just don't know extending what – Extending him would be tough. But like tag him and then maybe trade him. I don't know. You know what I mean? Tag him and – Boy, if you just think the market's gotten totally out of control, then let Gettleman cut him again in, like, you know, April or May because that's his thing. I, <laughs> I don't know, but to to just let him walk for comp pick. I, I, I guess I don't understand what – Who are the blue-chip players on that team, right? What? I mean, they're Odell, the running back. Like, I, I mean, if you want to say Shepard because he's a good number two – I guess I'll buy it, but go ahead and trade Odell and see. You know what I mean? And see, and see what if, let's see if Shepard carries your offense next year. I mean, I, I don't, I, I, think I, I don't know, man. They have two. They have you know? two. They have two like, blue chip guys. For Ogletree, how'd that work out? Like who? Who? Like who are your players? No, I mean you're right. They have they have Saquon. They have Odell, and that's it. And they don't have an offensive line to protect their aging quarterback to get those guys the ball or to to run block. Evan Ingram, maybe I guess you could say he's like a lower sending player. I mean, yeah, yeah. But not a, maybe not a blue chip. I, I I'm with you, but I, I don't. I guess I don't. I guess I don't understand what is the Giants' plan because if your plan is to blow it all up and rebuild, don't you want the 25 year old safety on a one year deal to see what he can do? Um, if your plan well, like last year when no safeties are getting paid, right? Because they're all afraid. Nobody wants to sign Eric Reed, and we don't want to look like double, double, you know, obvious collusion. So let's not sign any safeties. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. people can't get offers, or all they're getting is, you know, everybody's getting the same one year, one point five million dollar offer, no matter which team you go to. Why wouldn't you go to him then and say, hey, man, you haven't been the same cat for a while, you know? Um, that we might struggle again this year, but you're a part of the future. Like, you know what I mean? Why wouldn't you try to extend him then? Yeah, especially especially when you can say like, "Hey, look, looks like Earl Thomas." Look, and the look what's happening for box safeties out there? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, bro, market's falling apart. Like, we we still like you, but you know, why don't you put some money in your pocket now, and we don't have to worry about, um, you know, your walk here. Like, I I, I don't. But again, like, know, if you're, so like, if you're blowing it up, if you're blowing it up, that's great. But I mean, like, if you're, if you're playing for now, like, you need the safety. I, I don't know, like, you just, you don't get any sense of, like, them actually knowing what direction that they want to go in right now. And, I mean, other than, I mean, maybe they draft a quarterback this year, maybe they don't, maybe they, they're waiting to see. I mean, I think they're going to do that. I mean, I, I, as much as I knew they weren't going to do it last year, I, I think they will do it this year. Hmm. I mean, I, I think they will. Um, what do you think about Eric Weddle getting cut by the uh, Ravens? Surprised at all? No, I'm not. People close to him are, but I, I tried to tell people at the combine, like, "Hey, man, like this is pretty sure this is coming." And they're like, "Well, he haven't said anything to us, and he haven't met with us, and you know, <laughs> that contract's not not really out of whack." And you know, watch what you know, watch what these other guys get on the open market this year. Um. No, I'm not surprised. Beloved player, um, heart and soul guy, central nervous system of the defense and all that stuff. But this team has gotten old and slow, and I know it was the number one defense statistically and all that, but they don't have a lot of rangy guys. And, and, you know, Weddle can't cover ground the way he used to. He can't quite tackle the way he used to. And I I heard a lot of buzz about Honey Badger Mm. for quite some time with these guys. And I think it got to a point where they, 
They felt like they're, you know, as much as these other safeties are going to get a lot of money, that we're, we're in it. We're, you know, we got a chance to get one of these guys. And, and so um, now, you know, less than a week from opening the market, they made the move. You know, they're going to have to clear that 7-5 now, and they're going to go all in on Honey Badger. And I don't know if they're going to get him because, you know, Bruce Arians knows him and loves him, and Houston's trying to keep him. And there's, like, at least 12 teams seriously trying to upgrade at safety. So there's competition. But, I mean, some like Earl more than others. You know what I mean? Some are looking at Landon Collins. You know, a lot of people like uh, Amos, who's going to lead the Bears and for, for big money. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, I wrote in, on, on Halloween, I wrote a column about the Ravens and their future and how DaCosta is going to reshape this team. And I said then, Flacco's going to be gone. Weddle's going to be gone. If Yonder stays healthy, he's going to stay. But if, you know, he breaks down again, that's, you know, probably going to be another area. Um, Jimmy Smith's going to be gone. And unless he comes back for pennies on the dollar, that's going to happen. Um, Crabtree's going to be gone. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they just they need to have athletic, quick, twitch, twitchy guys, especially dudes playing out in space, on the edge or, you know, playing center field. And they just that's, – that's not who they were. Honey Badger and Tony Jefferson played together for years in Arizona. You know, they, they, they also need more dudes who are, who are multiple. You know, Honey Badger can play near the, the line of scrimmage. He can be a, you know, he can, he can, certain matchups, you can put him in the slot as a slot corner. He can play free safety. You can blitz him from the line. Um, they, they, need, they need dudes who can affect the passing game more. And, uh, and they're going to lose some. They're going to lose to Darius Smith. But that's another thing with Mosley. People are like, you're surprised about they didn't tag Mosley. I think if they would have tagged Mosley, I would have ripped him because that would have been about proving your pick was right and being overly sentimental because he's the only blue-chip player you drafted in a five-year period. So I get how that makes him stand out. And I get how everybody else covets him because he's a five-time Pro Bowler. But if you watch the film, and I, you know I'm not Pete Prisco, I'm not a film guy, but like <laughs> if you watch him, he's got Pierce and Williams in front of him. He's, he's, he dominates the run game, but he's got those two D tackles in front of him. And he's got a pretty good group around him. And when he's asked to cover running backs in the flat, he can't do it. And when he's asked to cover tight ends in the seam, it's a total disaster. And, like, leadership and all that matters, and he's a great dude, and, and everybody loves him. He's a very good winning football player. But dudes who don't get to the quarterback and get exposed in coverage don't get $15 million a year. Or if they do, they don't get it from smart teams, you know? Like, I, I just, you know, so I, if, if, that, if somebody else wants to do it, Arizona – then I understand, and he will help other teams, and he's a really good, smart inside linebacker. But they also have two young linebackers they like. They draft linebackers as well. They draft linebackers like the Steelers draft wide receivers, you know? And I just if you don't get to the quarterback at all, I don't know how you pay that kind of money when you're also, you know, you might lose Suggs and you're going to lose to Darius Smith, and you've got, you got to put assets in the dudes on the edge somewhere who can do that stuff. You know, it, it always seemed like a luxury item to me. You know, the Dolphins, like, if they were really trying to win right now, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, they would franchise Juwan James and try to sign him to a deal like Donovan Smith, but that's, that's not where they are right now as a franchise. At least it doesn't seem. Um, and the, look, the Patriots, if I was the Patriots, I would, I would have tagged Trent Brown and just said, he, you know what I mean? He, I understand Isaiah Wynn coming back from injury and all that stuff, but this dude played at an elite level last year. You know what I mean? Brady's got confidence in him. We're obviously year to year, you know, Isaiah Wynn, I can move him somewhere else or whatever. I'm bringing this – I'm trying to keep these five together for one more year because 
that's the first time in a long time that Brady had that kind of protection. Trip Brown, Trip Brown's going to get some obscene contract. He's going to get fourteen million a year. I mean, maybe he gets. I some it's, I, some teams think he's going to beat what Solder got. Some teams think he's going to creep right up to what Solder got. Um, hey. But either way, he's going to get his guaranteed money is going to be massive. And, hey. um, Just and looking, I'm New England. I'm I'm letting I'm 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 willing to give him the you know the tag this year, the one year fourteen. And see if I can win another Super Bowl with him. But that's not how they roll. You know what I mean? That's just not, that's not Belichick's thing. Just looking at the Ravens roster and knowing what's happening with the Steelers. And I think, I think if, um, I was thinking this yesterday because I was texting with my buddy about it. But if, if the Steelers are indeed underdogs to win the division, I'm probably going to put some money on the Steelers to win the division because they have Ben, uh, they have Juju, they have some defensive players. Talk me to how someone other than the Browns are the favorite in that division right now. Because I don't think the Ravens. No, the Browns are. I don't think the Ravens look very good. The Bengals are, are appear to be a disaster, and the Steelers are losing two of their three biggest playmakers in, a, in what has been a very hectic off season. And while they had the consistency of the offensive line, um, and they, you know, they've got the the defense is mostly in pay, place. I'm just not sure. Like, I, I think it's an, I think it's a pretty even proposition between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think it's, I mean, I, I think it's Cleveland. I mean, it's I, insane. I do. Uh, it's insane how quick this turned. I think it's Cleveland. I mean, they get an outside receiver. Um, you know, I think they're pretty well. I, I don't not buying this Greg Robinson thing. I mean, if I'm them, I'm, I'm still thinking about drafting a tackle. But I'm not going out and going crazy. They, they've spent their free agent money on the offensive line already. I'm not going to go give Trent Brown, right. you know, fifty million guaranteed. Um, you know, they they got a guy there they think is at least passable and serviceable. Um, but, I, you know, I still think they need an outside receiver. Uh, and then defense, you know, look, I think they'll spend some money there. You know, I think that's another team, like, uh, how much, they got to sit there and say how much better is Mosley than Collins. You know what I mean? And, and if, well, wait, we were willing to, you know, we had a contract for Collins at, you know, a 10 and a half or 11. You know, boy, do we go get Mosley for a couple years. You know, pay him big money the next two years, give him a big guarantee, and uh, you know how much of an upgrade is that for them? Um, you know, a D lineman would probably make some sense. I mean, they'll they'll make a couple splash plays this off season before we get to the draft. So if, if Dor- Dorsey doesn't have to hit a grand slam like last year, if he just hits a couple of doubles, there's there, <laughs> player development's going to be everything there. I mean, they got players who are just scratching the surface, so. Yeah, I I think the Browns are. Um, I mean, um, dude, how motivated is Kareem Hunt going to be? Come on, I mean, like that. Yeah. By the way, um, that will be a factor, dude. That will be a factor. Like, a, it'll be a factor. A bunch of people, a bunch of Browns players, started tweeting weird stuff on uh to on Wednesday Tuesday night. Like, oh, John Dorsey, you like? I mean, I, I can't remember all the tweets, but it was like it was basically like. It was, uh, subtle. They were, they were trying to imply that, like, Dorsey had some plan in place that was making some big move. I don't know. I mean, like, the, the consensus on Twitter, and again, Twitter is full of idiots, and so it didn't matter, but, um, was like, either he's getting Antonio Brown or Odell Beckham. I, I don't know. Doesn't, doesn't feel like a thing, though, right? I, I, he's not getting Antonio Brown. I mean, could, could he get it? Could he get back? Look, could he just sit back there and say, look, they're never going to trade me Brown? So let's just see who gets that. You know what I mean? Because his main competition for Beckham 
would be Oakland or San Francisco. So if one of those guys get Brown, you know what I mean, then maybe that takes one team out of it. And then let me see what this cat does. You know, like does he does a video of him pop up on social media? You know what I mean? Is there something else to push that needle more in New York? And then there's a lot of time between now and the draft. Mm. And that's when you know that's when a, you don't need to make an Odell Beckham trade right now. You know what? You already know what he's going to cost. You know what I mean? It's a fixed cost. It's there's no negotiations necessary. There's no cap gymnastics necessary. It's just a football trade. So. All right, well, if it's two ones, you know they're going to want at least one one this year. He's got a long time before he has to use his one. So will he monitor that situation? Absolutely. Um, will Beckham and Landry be like the greatest Batman and Robin ever? Maybe. Will it also be a complete disaster? Maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's going to be one extreme or the other. You know what I mean? It's either going to be like – the 1981, you know, Air Coriel San Diego Chargers offense, or like, you know what I mean? Somebody's going to punch somebody. <laughs> or both. Maybe both. Um, or all the above. Yeah. Lots of punches. Lots of, uh, lots of fights out. All right. There's going to be, uh, a lot more unfolding as we head towards free agency. A lot more, uh, drama to take place with the, uh, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers and Antonio Brown. Ideally, they get it done before Friday. Or, or or over the weekend, so that way we can bring it to you in podcast form. Uh, either way, Jason Lockerfora, we will uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks as always for taking the time, and uh, talk to you soon, buddy. Sounds good, my friend. Give my best to George. <laughs> will do. All right, bud.